This message was recorded live at Life Church Lancashire, a contemporary Christian church in the north of England. Learn more at lifelanks.org. And so we're going to continue in our series right now, Transforming Practices. And this week it is Guidance. And uh, so we're going to have a look and see what God says about that. And uh, a lot of people have said to me how they're finding this helpful and practical, which is, which is what, we, what we intended. So it's good to have that, that feedback. Because there's no... We can't change if we don't deliberately do something about it. Or as we say, there's no formation without repetition. We learn these practices, not just a theory of it, but we practice them. That's why they call practices. So we've, I really believe that God, God wants to guide us. In fact, God promises to guide us and that God has a plan for your life and my life. And it's not one of those uh, deals where it's like every little detail. It, 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 it's, a, it's a framework. It's a, it's a guy, it's guidance. It's not the detail. Because God does not control us like some sort of robot that we have to turn left, turn right. It, that's not what God does. But he does bring guidance in our lives if we listen to him. So scripture in the Psalms, in Psalm uh, 32, would be, be on the screen. And uh, we're going to read that. It says, The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. I will guide you the best. I like that. The best pathway. Not any old pathway. The best pathway for your life. I will advise you. Here it is. It's not a control. It's an advice. It's a help. It's, it, it's information, it's instruction, it, it, it's encouragement. I will advise you and watch over you. Psalm 32, verse 8. Another scripture which is very uh, well-known, much-used scripture in Jeremiah 29, 11, which you've got to take context on this, right? This is a promise to every Christian if we put God first. If God's number one, if, 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 if we seek God in everything, this is a promise. He says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Prosper, people think, oh, then I'll be, be rich. That's not, hang on, that's not the whole deal, is it? How do you prosper? You prosper in, in, in so many areas of your life, in good health, in, in family, in all, this kind of, in all this kind of things. Plans not to harm you, but plans to give you a hope and a future. So there's, there's a couple of scriptures, and I want to, you to think about God's guidance and, and, and following God's guidance, and how would your life be right now if you've actually allowed God to guide you? What would your life look like? Would it look any different or differently from how it does now? What would that look like? Here's a better question, because the danger with that question is you could think, oh, I've messed up, I've blown it, I mean, and now I'm being condemned for what I've, the mistakes I've made. How about looking at it that way? How will your life look like in the future if you allow God to guide you? Because we all start from now, don't we? I mean, we can't start from yesterday. It's gone. We start from now. 
And so the idea that in the stresses and in the, in the challenges and in the struggles that we might have in life, God actually wants to bring guidance and help and advice into our lives. That's wonderful to think about that because God is not just abandon us. We don't believe in a God who says, come to me, you're forgiven, you're saved, you've got a new chance, and then get on with it, see you in heaven. That's not what it is. God is actively or wants to be actively involved in our life, and God wants to bring guidance in our lives, as those scriptures said, the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. Guidance is a transforming practice. If we constantly look to God for guidance, it will transform our lives. We'll still make mistakes because we're human. But I believe if we allow God to guide us, we'll have the best of our lives than we can possibly imagine. So why wouldn't you do that? As a Christian, why would you uh, kind of blundle along? Is that even a word? Or kind of just go along? Go along. It's not a word, is it? Just kind of go along without God helping you. What, what, why would you do that? When God's there to say, I want to guide you, I want to advise you, I want to help you. I want you to have the best possible out of your life. Guidance is a transforming practice. There's no formation without repetition. And by constantly allowing God to guide us, that forms something in our life where we don't just run to God when we're in trouble. We put him first in everything and he gives us guidance along the way before we actually do something. Maybe we could ask God to guide us. Show me the way to go. Give me that framework. Constantly doing that. Not, not in a kind of weird way, you know, Someone says, would you like a cup of tea or a cup of coffee? I've got to pray about that. I'll get back to you. I have met Christians like that. But that's not what it is. God has also given you a brain. He's advising you. And you can make some choices here. You're not, you're not sort of programmed in a particular way. God's given you opportunities. It's, it's more a compass than a sat-nav. So Satnav says, you know, um, the first Satnav that, that, that I, I had, Trish bought me, we chose one of the voices. And the, the voice of this person was called Jane. And so forevermore, uh, in every other car or, or Satnav I've ever had, it's always been Jane telling us where to go. And, you know, and it's in sort of in 200 yards, turn second left and, and, and what, whatever, and you have reached your destination. So you don't have to think about it. And you probably, like me, if, if you're a driver and you, you, you're, you're following a sat-nav, you've probably uh, followed the sat-nav and thought, why did I come this way? I've come this way hundreds of times. I know a better way than, than the sat-nav. And, and, and not, but we, we just, we just, we just take, take, take that, that guidance. But when God advises, it's not turn left uh, in, in 100 yards or 100 meters or whatever. It's, it's not that. It, it, it's, a, it's a compass. Head in this direction and I'll be with you all the way. Not turn left, turn right, every sort of detail. But God's guidance is there for us to have the best of our lives. But at the same time, we can use our common sense. Someone said God promises of guidance were not given to save us the problem of thinking. Hey. You've you got a brain. Some of you are, are pretty, pretty brainy, aren't you? Brainiac, some of you guys. You, you can think. You're intelligent. You're educated. You've got your own brain. You can think about it. 
So if God wants you to use that because that's what he's given you, so that's okay. Don't disconnect brain when entering church building. No, think about what you're hearing, work it out, and God will guide you within those constraints. So let's let's, uh, have a think about that. So first of all, there's personal guidance. Now, uh, at Life Church, we run the Alpha course every year. It's starting again in September. If you've not done Alpha, then we highly recommend that you sign up today at the, uh, informa- at the reception. Sign up. But in the Alpha manual, one of the, one of the weeks is how does God guide us? And I'm just going to uh, give credit and, and borrow um, Nicky Gumbel's points about personal guidance, okay? So, f- first, of all, first of all, he, he says this. He says, there's commanding Scripture, So, in general and in particular, there is guidance in the Word of God as to how we should live. There's clearly things that God says that we shouldn't do, and clearly things that God says we ought to do. But again, the detail, you work out yourself with the values and with with the Scripture. So, this commanding Scripture. It's it's put this way in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and uh, verse 16. It says, all Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. So if we have Scripture in our mind and in our heart and we begin to learn Scripture, become familiar with Scripture, you know, don't get hung up about, oh, I can't remember what, um, where that verse is. That's what Google was invented for. Guys who invented Google didn't realize that, but it, it, that's what it was for. So you could find stuff in the Bible. But if you can remember what it says, you can, you can, you can check it out. So we've got commanding scripture on big things in life. You know, I mean, don't, don't steal, don't murder, all stuff like that, which we, which we, which we know. But there is more general instruction in there as well. So there's, there's commanding scripture. It gives us a framework, you know, and... And then there's, there's, there's in particular direction from the Word of God. So for me, uh, a couple of weeks ago, Trish and I were on holiday. Through, uh, on holiday, is, as is my custom, I, I generally read through a, bit, a particular part of the Bible. I decided I'd read and pray through the Psalms. So as I'm reading them, I'm sort of praying this kind of stuff over myself, over, over, over Life Church, and, and I'm praying this through. And there's a particular dis- big decision we had to make. Uh, just before we left, and, and uh, you know, there's a little, little bit of a, a question about the, a big decision. And, and so I said, God, I need some confirmation. I need you to confirm to me that uh, this is, we've gone in the right direction. So I said, speak to me. So I'm reading through the next two Psalms, and there's one verse just leapt out at it. It was like, Lights are going off. Boop, boop, boop. This is a, this is a scripture. Now I'm not opening the Bible and, and you know beep, picking something out because that's not sensible. But in prayer, I'm saying God speak to me through this, and He did, and God spoke to me, and that was a, a particular scripture. And I believe if we consistently read the Word of God, then God will speak to us like that. But you don't need God to tell you in the morning, get up get washed, have your breakfast, and go to bed. Because that's what you do. Uh, go to work, not go to bed. <laughs> go to work. <laughs> you might like God to say, tell you to go back to bed. <laughs> 
We all have days like that. But uh, yeah, no, you don't, need, you don't need the scripture, do you? But the principle is that we get up, that we work for a living, that we do something positive with our lives, the principle's there. So we've got commanding, script, commanding scripture. Uh, we've got the compelling spirit. You know, um, Nicky Gumbel talks about, talks about that compelling spirit. And this, this is how God often speaks to us because God speaks to us as we pray. Now, we heard a brilliant uh, sermon last week from Bryony. Please check out the podcast if you haven't heard it about prayer and how that is a transforming practice. So we, we know that in prayer, it's a conversation and God speaks to us. We know that God speaks to us. Uh, you know, we get a good a thought, a strong impression. Uh, you know, we have a desire to do something that's positive. And sometimes God speaks to us through prophecy, through, through dreams, through visions. But most of the time, it's the Word of God with God's Spirit. And we just check it out that is it loving? Is it in line with the Bible? You know, is it, is it uh, strengthening, encouraging, comforting? If it runs past those criteria, God's speaking to us. Because God doesn't speak to us in a way that contradicts His Word. But his spirit, the Bible says, witnesses with our spirit. The next one is uh, common sense. You know, like I said, God has given you a brain, so reflect on what God has said and have common sense. The next one is counsel of the saints. So we listen to advice from other Christians. So this is really important. But again, you run it past the filter. If the advice of another Christian is contrary to what the Bible says or it doesn't make any sense take a check on it. Just because a person who you admire says this doesn't make it right. So, you know, we need to check it out. But there is sense in getting advice and help and encouragement and, and, and some mentoring from other Christians. And then circumstantial signs. You know, we watch what's happening around us. We don't put too much weight on them but because some, sometimes we need to persevere. Sometimes our circumstances are such that God has placed us there to teach us something. So sometimes we want to say, God, get me out of these circumstances. And God want, God's saying, well, I, I, I want you to stay and prove me through them. But, you know, circumstances can, but again, run it past the filter. And remember, God is always working for your good, Romans 8 22. So be patient. Don't be hard on yourself if you've messed up and understand that you can go back and God wants to bring guidance and direction into your life. Listen and then take the next step and keep following. So there's definitely a sense in which God brings guidance to our lives in a personal way. But you know, being a Christian is not just about it's not an individual experience in the sense that God has placed us together in a community which we call church. So God brings corporate guidance as well as personal guidance. Example, there's many examples of that in the Old Testament where God spoke to his people through, through prophets in all sorts of different situations. And in particular, there's a story when God's people were going through the wilderness from captivity in Egypt to the promised land. And in, in the wilderness, God gave them specific and particular direction. In Exodus chapter 13, 21, it explains exactly what, what happens. It says this, the Lord went ahead of them. He guided them during the day with a pillar of cloud and he provided light at night with a pillar of fire. 
This allowed them to travel by day or by night. So you imagine particular guidance in the wilderness. So it's interesting that they needed guidance for a very long time. What should have taken 11 days took 40 years because of their disobedience who went round in circles. I'm sure none of us have had those kind of experiences. But they went round in circles because of their disobedience. Now, but they had particular guidance. Fire at night, cloud in the day. So they knew once the cloud started to move, we're all moving. Once the fire moved, whether it was nighttime, whatever, we started to move. We followed God's guidance. It was specific and in particular guidance. Now, wouldn't it be great if that happened, right? Wouldn't it be great if, if when you got a big decision, you follow the cloud or the fire? But here's the thing. We've got something even better than that. We have the Spirit of God that lives within us. According to the Bible in the New Testament, when Jesus came, the word was Emmanuel, God with us. Not just visiting us, visiting us, but with us. And by His Spirit, God lives in every Christian. So we have His Spirit witnessing with our spirit to give us personal guidance and also corporate guidance. So when we come together as a church, we know we have the Spirit of God. We know that God is guiding us in a particular direction. So we have leadership which helps us with that. But bigger than that is the Spirit of God which brings guidance to us. So we're not just relying on a man or a men and women or a bunch of people. We're relying on the witness of the Spirit which takes us forward. So if you are part of this church, it is because you believe in the values and the vision of this church. And that brings us together as a united body of people. And we're following and we're going in the direction that we believe God has called us to do. So that is, if you like, is a corporate guidance. And in particular, God has spoken to us at different times in a very specific way way. So God spoke to us in a very specific way a number of years ago when we felt we needed to leave uh, the building we're in and to move into a bigger place. This building is evidence that, that this body of people, not just a few leaders, but this body of people followed what God had said. So we took a step of faith and here we are today a number of years and a few challenges later. But God said in, in uh, Isaiah 54, which, is, which was a, a crowning scripture. Now I know Isaiah 54, when it was first written, the, the guy writing it down wasn't thinking about a bunch of people in East Lancashire in the 21st century. I understand that, right? But I do know that this scripture was in particular for us. When he said, Isaiah 54, enlarge the place of your tent, stretch your tent curtains wide, do not hold back, strengthen your stakes. The promise you will will spread out from the left and to the right. Do not be afraid, you will not suffer shame. Now that was a specific word. And that specific word from God, that corporate guidance for us as a body of people, actually kept us going. Because we knew whatever the circumstances looked like, and the, the fact that it took us a lot of years, for, from, from 2005, our first service on this site, to uh, November uh, 2014, when we had our first service in this, this building, that was a long time. 
But what, because God had said it, we kept going. So that was corporate guidance. And because you believed in that and you, you sacrificed and you, you stuck with that, here we are. So that was an example, if you like, of corporate guidance. So in the ups and downs, God speaks, God has spoken, so we just hang on to that. So I want to encourage you in your personal life and what you believe God has said to you for, the, for your family, what God's believed, said to you perhaps for your career, your life, for us together as a body of people. It's community, which we call Life Church. God will deliver. He said it, it'll happen if we remain true to what God has said. So we hear God. When we come together, we hear God through the preaching of God's Word, absolutely. Often, in, in worship, God speaks. If, if, you've, if you're uh, listening, you'll hear. If you're present, and, and you know, you can be in a building, but not present, can't you? You can kind of be, I'm kind of somewhere else, made somewhere else. But if you're present, God will speak. Through the Word of God, through the preaching, through the worship, through just a, an, an interaction with another, another Christian. It, it can just encourage you, can just help us, can just take us forward, because this is a, this is a community of encouragers. We believe in that. We thrive on that encouragement and positive people who can speak help and life into, into you. So we can hear God through that. But I want to get to the question is to, of what happens if personally you don't hear anything? What happens if you stop hearing from God? Now, think about it. As a Christian, we believe God speaks to us. We believe God wants to guide us. Very often, as a new Christian, it sometimes seems that God's like speaking, or it's like, whoa, you know, everywhere, look, God's speaking to me. And God's somehow seems to have an extra level of grace when we're new Christians. But when we come to maturity, God's wanting us to work a few things out for ourselves as well, based on the principles of what we have learned, and principles of his word, and from experience, how we've proved God, how we've got a testimony of the goodness of God. So, but sometimes you read in your Bible, I'm reading it, but I'm not hearing anything. I'm praying, I'm, I'm spending time in prayer, I'm even sort of, you know, adopting the pause, I'm, I'm, I'm getting on my knees, I'm praying harder, uh, but still, it's supposed to be a conversation like we heard last week, but God's not coming through, what's going on? You know, I, I'm, 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 I'm coming to church every Sunday, I can be there, I'm, I'm involved in a, in, in a life group, I'm, I, I'm, I'm giving, I'm as generous as I possibly can be, I, I don't think I've got any offense with anybody, but still, it's like silence, it's like darkness, nothing's coming through. Now, you might be a person who's never had that experience, you will be the exception rather than the rule, because God, we have times like that, seasons of metaphorical wilderness experiences where it feels like God's not speaking to us. But if it's, it's like someone's turned the light out. It's like the illumination's gone. The, so, someone's turned the sound down. I, I, I've gone deaf or I, I can't hear from God. Is God actually there? Is he speaking to me? What's going on? What do you do when you don't know what to do? Well, you pray. But what do you do when you pray and you still don't know what to do and you don't hear anything? 
what do you do? You just keep going on. You take another step. You just keep doing what you've learned to do and continuing in that. I mean, obviously, there can be reasons why, why it feels like silent. There might be something in our lives that, that's a sin, that's, that's something we need to deal with. And my advice is always, don't bury it. Get it out in the open and get someone to help you with it and encourage you through it. And someone you can trust who can stand with you and, and, and help you uh, to, to get through that. It, it could be a spiritual attack. Sometimes, you know, uh, we, we can be under attack. And you'll, as in maturity, you, you will realize when that's actually happening. Uh, and the Bible, but the Bible tells us what to do. It says when, you, when, you, when those things are happening, put on the whole armor of God so you can resist the attack of the evil one. So the Bible tells us that that's something that we can actually do. So it, it can be that. It can be sin in our lives. It can be a spiritual attack. It can be that. But, you know, sometimes we have to stop asking God, why is this happening? And start asking God, what is this for? What are you teaching me? What are you doing in me that's going to make me stronger? That's going to give glory to you? What's going on? right now in my life. Stop asking why and start asking, what are you preparing me for? Whatever the reason for the silence, keep following. Keep reading your Bible. Keep showing up at church. Keep praying. You might not feel like it. For me, 12 and a half years ago, when I lost my first wife to cancer, that was my experience, right? So I'm caring for her, I'm praying for her, I'm believing God's going to heal her, I'm working, I'm working with that. I'm praying like I've never prayed before, and I'm doing everything I possibly can. But there seems to be, it's not happening the way I believe it ought to happen. But you know, God, God, was, God was still there. And, and I just learned to take another step. I just learned to show up at church. I'm the pastor. I don't want to be there. But I was here. Because I'm saying, God, I need to be here. I need to open your word. I you need to speak to me, God. And I need to just keep doing all these things that I've learned what to do. And I just keep taking another step. And for many of you, you've had similar experiences. It's not unique to me. When it seems like the trauma of where you are, God seems to be almost letting you go through it and not speaking into your life at that time. But God is faithful. God always comes through. Just keep believing. Just stay in the Word. Just keep in prayer. Don't run away. Don't say, I'm, I'm, I'm having a break from church until I sort this out. No, you need to be here. Well, we need you as well, actually. Not just you need us. We need you, actually. We need to be in family and community together. In that, we learn to trust in the name of the Lord. We're Christians, not because, and followers of Jesus, not because of what God has done for us. We are Christians because we believe God is who he says he is. That's why we're Christians. It's not about the benefits. It's about honoring God. And so we learn to trust him in those challenging situations. We recognize what God's is happening. We discern it. We keep living. We keep learning through it. We keep walking, even though the darkness seems to be all-consuming. We develop spiritual strength through it if we keep going and keeping on trusting in God. You've got your own journey. You don't need, just need to hear this, a testimony 
of the preacher, you need your own stories. Many of you have got them. You've actually got them because you've trusted God through those situations, through terrible, terrible situations. But you've proved something in God. We learn to trust. I think, you know, we also learn humility. When we go through the dark passage, the dark difficulty, the dark valley, the dark, the wilderness experience, it's not just about us. It's about God and it's about proving God through that. Through the pain, we learn. And we learn to be able to help others who go through similar situations. Through it, through it. We learn humility. We learn to have an even greater heart for people who don't yet know God. Because when it seems silent to us, when it seems like nothing's happening to us, we remember what it used to be like before we knew Jesus. And it gives us a greater heart for people who don't know, yet know God. And we learn to pray like we've never prayed before. (laughs) And God comes through. So I want to speak to you this morning and say, why not allow God to guide you through your life? Why not listen to what God's saying? Rather than figuring it out yourself and then getting into difficulty and asking God to get you out of trouble, which he will. But why not learn to follow God's guidance? But we need to hear from God. It's about positioning ourselves. You have positioned yourself this morning to hear from God. You need to position yourself through the week, taking time out in God's Word and and, and praying where you can hear from God. You need to make an effort and position yourself so that God will speak to you. Guidance is a transforming practice. Scripture in Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6, which, which has been, it's one of my life scriptures. One of the scriptures that I love, one of the things that God has spoken to me uh, about over, over many, many years. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you what path to take. There's always a danger to lean on our own understanding. It's always a danger to think, I, I, I'm big enough. I can, I can work this out, right? I'm strong enough. I can, I can figure this out. But we lean on God's understanding. We seek his will in all we do. And then he shows us what path to take. We listen to God's voice. And then we just take another step. And sometimes... When you're taking another step, it's a bit like you're stepping off the edge of this stage and you don't know whether anyone's going to catch you. It's a bit like that. Think, if, I, if I'm going to follow you, God, in this way, I, I could let land flat on my face here. I could end up in all sorts of... But God says, trust me, take another step. God says, follow me, I want to guide you. Take another step. God says... You can rely on me because I will shadow you. I will be with you all the time. I will accompany you. I will go before you. All you need to do is take another step. The band are going to bring an item to us right now, which is called Shadow Step. And the inspiration for this song is uh, Proverbs 16, verse 9. In their hearts, human plan their course. But the Lord establishes their steps. And the idea is that God is with us all the way. Even in the dark, 
even in the silence, even in the I can't hear anything, God's with us all the way. Discover more about us at lifelanks.org and stay inspired by subscribing to the podcast via iTunes. Thanks for listening.